The content in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose any medical condition, replace the advice of a healthcare professional, or provide any medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Copyright 2020, Fireteam Whiskey, LLC, all rights reserved. Welcome to the Warrior Wellness Podcast, a podcast for military members, veterans, and first responders focusing on fitness, health, nutrition, and biohacking. Our mission with this podcast is to introduce America's heroes to lifestyle habits and hacks that will help them live healthier, happier lives, and in turn, be fit enough to continue their support of their communities and country. Welcome to another episode of the Warrior Wellness Podcast. I am your host, former Army Captain Stephanie Lincoln. Today, we are interviewing Errol Dobler, and he is the author and creator of The Process, Art, and Science of Leadership. So um, this is a very, very interesting topic. Um, I was really intrigued uh, when I received a message from him because, you know, the Warrior Wellness Podcast is all about biohacking. And um, in his book, The Process, Art, and Science of Leadership, How Leaders Inspire Confidence and Clarity in Combat in the Boardroom and at the Kitchen Table, this is right up our alley. He talks a lot about a lot of the techniques um, about how to develop emotional intelligence, mind-body connection, and organizational clarity and efficiency. So this is huge for those of you out there who are uh, military veterans who are definitely transitioning or maybe um, trying to look for some progress in your careers or um, even within the military or first responders. So, you know, you are um, trying to develop yourself as a leader, as an individual in order to reach and achieve those goals. And Fireteam Whiskey is all about those internal processes. It doesn't matter how much you work out and how ripped you are. If you are not working on your internal wellness, your emotional intelligence, your spiritual wellness, you are not going to be able to achieve those goals in life that you have other than, you know, looking good in a bathing suit. So, you know, we, we know that that's kind of important to a lot of people, but, you know, when it comes down to it, we want you guys to um, use some of these methods to become a better human being, to achieve your goals, you know, both with relationships, with your careers, with your lifestyle, and um, keep progressing in um, the physical, mental, and spiritual health that we talk about all these techniques each week on the Warrior Wellness Podcast. So Errol, he has a really interesting background. Um, so he has a leadership cons consulting firm. It's called Leader 193. He teaches his methodology to business leaders around the world. He developed this method methodology through his experience as a United States Naval officer. So he served as a service warfare officer and a Navy SEAL. So um, through his years of working with the, um, the special warfare and as a Navy SEAL and with the FBI, he's one of the few people in the world who has had the distinction of serving um, as a SEAL, an FBI special agent, and FBI SWAT operator. So this guy has a pretty impressive resume. He knows his shit, and he is sharing his uh, experiences, his techniques on how he became such a successful guy, doing all these really cool things in his life. And he's sharing these things with you guys through his book and through his leadership consul consulting firm, Leader 193. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. 
So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast and get something out of it and make sure to um, check out the show notes. You can directly get his book, The Process, Art, and Science of Leadership, How Leaders Inspire Confidence and Clarity in Combat in the Boardroom and at the Kitchen Table by Errol Dobler. Well, thank you so much, Errol, for joining us on the Warrior Wellness Podcast. I'm super excited about these topics. Um, Very, very intriguing topics. I'm so excited to just dive right into this stuff. So um, my first question for you is one of the key components for Fireteam Whiskey, um, when I created this, this program three and a half years ago, was making sure that we focused a lot on the mind-body connection. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that is a failure um, uh, in general of fitness programs is they, they don't emphasize that connection and how important that mind-body work is. Um, so just working just as hard on the internal as you are on the external. So can you expound upon how important this mind-body connection is to just overall wellness and, and goal setting and, and achievement in your life? Yes, I would love to. And uh, it's, it's, it's why it's one of the, and this is going to sound like a shameless, shameless plug right out of the gate for my book, but it's why I, you know, the process, art, and science of leadership. And I include so much science because I think we get away from, there's these taboo subjects that, if you will, right, in the mind-body connection and, 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 and tough people, they kind of think about like, well, I, you know, it's woo-woo, hippie propaganda, you know, and, and it doesn't make sense. Well, it, it's a scientific fact. The, the mind-body connection, every time we have an emotion, science tells us the brain literally sends a chemical to the body, okay? So we feel what that emotion is, okay? And without going into all the research, for most of the majority of people, 70% of the emotions we feel day in and day out are those related to stress, right? Stress-related emotions, anger, frustration, fear, worthlessness, okay? So when we do that, when that happens from a physiological standpoint, when we have an emotion of stress and the brain sends that chemical to the body and then we feel it, we continue to act on it. And then we act on it again and again and again. We start to get into a state of disease, disease. Okay. It literally down regulates our genes. So ipso facto, our thoughts alone can make us sick. And that's, that's about, you know, a million books worth of, of mind body science in about 30 seconds, but that's it. Our emotions control how we feel, control how we act, and the body and the mind work together to repeat those things, good or bad. Right, and I love how you said disease, by the way. Um, One of the very first um, Warrior Wellness podcasts we did, I interviewed my, my favorite army chaplain, um, so I, I've known this guy for forever, for decades, right? And um, he said that in the interview, he said, you know, if you're not working on this, this spiritual aspect, that mental aspect of, of your wellness, um, you get you, if you're not in a state of ease, you are in a state of disease. And no matter how much in denial you are in and say, no, I'm going to be a, you know, I'm a tough guy and I'm, you know, I'm a military veteran or I'm a first responder, I'm a firefighter and I'm tough. Um, And you, you keep suppressing, suppressing, suppressing and not acknowledging and working on that mind body connection and really how these, these, um, especially with um, repeated traumatic experiences affect us 
even if it's unconsciously, um, no matter how much in denial you are, these processes are still happening inside of your they body. You, the body is a closed system. Okay. You can't just take that unacknowledged emotion, pull it out of your ear and put it on the shelf until you're ready to deal with it. It just simply doesn't work that way. And why, well, I exercise, well, I eat right. I may even meditate once in a while, all those things. Why are those people still getting sick? It's because you can't outrun the stress. If your mind is thinking stressful thoughts all the time, we have between 60 and 70,000 thoughts per day. 80 to 90% of them are the same as the day before. And like I said, the majority of those are related to the emotions of stress. So if the stress keeps coming, it keeps sending our body into disease, right? The inflammation starts to build up. You can't outrun that. You can't outwork that, outwork out that. You can't outdo anything like that. That's why the mind-body connection is key to a health and wellness program like the one you all put together. So I really appreciate the fact that you're trying to focus on it because eventually that stress from the mind-body connection is going to catch up with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Errol, um, I just wanted to ask you, I know, you know, you, you have an extensive background, you're, you know, a combat veteran. Um, you know, how, how did you kind of stumble upon this? Because this is obviously not taught to us. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe they're doing it now. You know, I, I was, I went to boot camp 20 years ago. So uh, maybe they're doing things differently now. But you know, this isn't something that's taught to you, you know, when you go through like you Navy SEAL training or, you know, mm -hmm. um, there, it's just not emphasized enough. So how did you kind of stumble upon it for yourself and start getting into some of these techniques and mind body work? So I stumbled onto, so, you know, leadership consulting is what I do now. And I had a client, I was doing a, a, a three-day offsite retreat for his company. And he just called me one day and said, I'd like you to include the Wim Hof method in the, in the weekend. And I said, what is the Wim Hof method? So he had a contact. He said, just call this person and just get it set up. And that was it. That was my first introduction. That gentleman's name is Brandon Powell. Who's a, he was one of the first American Wim Hof instructors. He spent a couple of hours on the phone with me. And right after I got off the phone with him, I went and started the process to become certified. And it's, it's an extensive process, which is, which is good, right? Not anybody can just get it. So I did it for myself personally. I just thought it was cool. Ice baths, this really unique breathing technique and mindset all resonated with me. But then I saw what a leadership tool it could be for myself and my clients to practice these elements of leadership, let alone practice the element of self-leadership. Right, to get yourself, to get that mind-body connection where it needs to be. Because as a good leader, that's where we need to be. We need to be in full connection with everything that's happening around us and to us. So I've just started very heavily integrating it into all aspects of my leadership training. And it's, it's worked as well as I hoped it would. Yeah. I love that, that term you use, self-leadership. That's, mm -hmm. that's really profound because we, we tend to, especially if you were an NCO or an officer in the military, um, you tend to think of leadership as kind of top down kind of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. But there, there, I would, I would argue just as, as importantly as you are a good leader to, you know, to your subordinates that you're a good self leader 
that yeah. that you're managing those internal processes you're efficient you're you're emotionally intelligent you have these techniques that you use to make sure you're in the correct mindset when you make important decisions so that's that's really profound and i know you had mentioned before we started recording um, uh, you, uh, own, your own personal experience where you used um, this intervention technique um, for yourself um, in public. And do you, would you like to share that, that experience? I, I would, because I think it's especially applicable um, for your audience, because uh, they're, they're going to get it. Um, so, and, and, and as you said, right, top, leadership top down, no, leadership inside out. If you don't have that awareness of yourself first and you don't know what you're doing or what you're saying based on how you're feeling, well, your people are going to mimic that whether you think they are or not. And so that awareness coming from the inside out is the most important. So I was in Afghanistan in 2010. I was an FBI agent at the time. Um, and because of my background and various other things, me and, and some others like me were attached to special operations unit units. Uh, I was with uh, the 75th Ranger regiment and but we were attached to seal teams delta and special forces and then the rangers and we you know we saw a lot of combat and uh fast forward to about 2016 or 2017 i had already you know i'd left the fbi started my own leadership consulting firm and i'm I, i'm early to an appointment in philadelphia i'm at a coffee shop at morning rush hour and i pick up a book called leaders eat last by simon sinek and the opening scene is about a guy named Johnny Bravo, who is a pilot and he is clearly, um, he's supporting special operations forces on the ground. As he describes the terrain, it's clearly Afghanistan. He talks about an area that only you, on, there's, I, I was like, I know where he's talking about. You only go into this area, this dangerous, if you're looking for a fight. And generally it was only the special operations units who went there. So I was enjoying the story immensely, right? I was, you know, he was, his, the, the writing was great. His exploits were great and firefights and weather and cloud cover. And, you know, the whole thing, I was completely engaged. And then I looked down and I realized I'm sweating all over the book and my hands are shaking. And I'm in the middle of Starbucks, right? The line's out the door. And then I have kind of a, I'm like, oh my God, I'm having a panic attack. And then I kind of do a double dip because I'm like, oh my God, I'm having a panic attack, right? I'm having a panic attack in the middle of this thing. So the first thing that had to happen was I had to recognize what was happening, right? I didn't, I, I couldn't let that noise control me. So I did, I recognized, okay, you're having a panic attack. What, why does this feel so familiar? Well, it feels so familiar because this is the exact feeling you get every time you do cold exposure, every time you go into the ice bath. That's all that is, is an induced panic attack. You get in, right, and you can't catch your breath. So I said to myself, this feels familiar. What do I normally do? Well, I know that, that when I do the exhale, because when I'm doing breathing in like this, I need to exhale, right? I know scientifically that activates the, the thing called the vagus nerve, which serves to calm you down. And that's what I do in the ice bath. That serves to calm you down. And you get to reset your focus. And that's all I did two or three breaths, right? They're real long and hard, but you know, whatever. I have to do what you have to do. And then it went away. I came home, I told my wife, right? I went on to the meeting, everything was fine. Came home, told my wife what happened. And she said, well, do you have PTSD? Do you need to see somebody? Because you know, that's, I think that's a classic symptom. And I, I'm good with seeing anybody. I have no problem talking to anybody about 
my, my problems. That's not my challenge. But I said, you know, maybe, but what are they going to tell me? What are they going to try to help me with? They're going to try to help me to get past this event, this panic attack, so it doesn't control me and own me. And I said, I clearly already know how to do that. And she went, huh. And she doesn't agree with anything I say as well. She shouldn't because I'm always wrong, right? So she's usually the corrective you know, force inside of our marriage. And she said, you know, you're right. And then I said, look, even more than that, they're going to prescribe you a pill. And, and I said, it just, that's not the road I want to go down. I think we've got it. So we agreed to take a, you know, keep an eye on it. And it's never happened again. Now, I don't know if that's PTSD. I don't know if that's just one incident. But what I can tell you, it was a panic attack. I was sweating all over the place. And a couple breaths based on my cold exposure work got me out of it like that. And, and I love the, the context of this, the, the way you just described it, because, you know, we tend to, and I'm, I'm a licensed mental health counselor, so I'm medically trained in, in this. And, um, you know, the, the term disorder, right? You know, it's, it's almost like it, you believe it's um, not common or, um, you know, it shouldn't be happening, you know, right? It's a problem. But, mm -hmm. you know, to, to understand that these are natural processes, there's a yes. reason why <laughs> biologically this is designed to happen, right? So there's a reason for it. Otherwise, biologically, it just would not have, have stayed within our systems over evolution. So there it really should just be looked at rather than a disorder. It is looked at, it should be looked at as, Hey, Hmm, there's some biological process being triggered here. So right. maybe I should be paying attention to those triggers and working on techniques to gain control of these processes and reduce the amount of times they kind of come out of nowhere and know what my triggers are ahead of time, have great um, intervention techniques for this and we need these biological responses. It's not about taking a pill and making it go away. And I never want to, you know, I never can have this experience ever again, because some of these, these kinds of, you know, fight or flight reaction experiences sure. that are built biologically into our systems are there for a reason. They're for, there for our survival. So we need those. So to just tamp it down with a bunch of pills and medications, it's not the right answer because it's not getting to the root of the issue and these, these processes are necessary for our very survival in some cases. So um, yeah. you have experienced that yourself. I couldn't have put it any better myself. And, and hopefully, you know, sometimes when somebody who is struggling with this thing hears your explanation, it's one thing. But then when they hear, oh, wait a second, this guy, that's an actual story. And that sounds familiar. And he did cure it with his breath. And, and hopefully those, some people can then connect the dots on that because you're right. That it's just a thing that happens. It's not a disorder. It's a thing based on a thing that happened. And now you are experiencing an emotion. And when we talk about emotions and unacknowledged, right? Those unacknowledged emotions go into our unconscious mind. A guy named Dr. John Sarano. He wrote a great book called Healing Back Pain, but I could go on for hours with that. But he said, until we acknowledge those emotions, we can't get past them and they will be heard one way or the other, back pain, right? He, he did these studies that said pretty much 100% of the people with this random back pain, they can't ever get rid of and they have these operations and go to physical therapists. It's from some unacknowledged emotion. 
because the emotion, the emotion is going to say, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere until you acknowledge me. That's what happened in, in the coffee shop. I had an emotion. I acknowledged it. The second I acknowledged it, I could start making choices, right? And now, like you said, I have a tool to make a choice to breathe in that way. And now I have a tool to practice getting over this anytime I want getting into the ice, right? So that, that's all, I agree, the term disorder, it hurts people. It, it, it almost makes them say, oh, I have a disorder, there's something wrong. No, you just had a thing happen to you. And I think that's really what you're saying. You're a human being. <laughs> that's, I mean, that just that's confirms it. you're a human being. You have this process <laughs> have, going on. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the, the emotions, it, that's where it starts. That's where I lead. That's where I lead with everybody. Um, and I didn't used to, but until I had more confidence in my own process, you know, when you start your own business, you, you, you know, is, are people going to buy this? And then I just said, you know, I'm constantly coming back to this anyway. So I'm just leading with it. I want to know about emotions. Our job as leaders is to establish that emotion. And my story in the coffee shop is just one reason why. You don't have to be a leader. Be a leader of yourself. Well, you can't fix that problem. You can't manage it. Really fix it. You can fix it without understanding the emotion first. That's the first thing, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the two books you just mentioned previously, I've, I've read and they're very good references. So hopefully people okay. caught that. We'll put that yeah. in the show notes, but you also reminded me of um, uh, Basil Vanderkolk, um, The Body Keeps the Score. It's kind of the same mm -hmm. concept, you know, your body keeps the score, you know, no matter okay. how much you, you were in denial of that, um, it's gonna manifest in some way, so. It, it absolutely will. Yeah, so let's just learn some techniques and some processes to to constantly kind of work on that um, because you will need these tools uh, for the rest of your life. If you plan on being around very long, you're going to need these tools. So um, in your book, the, the Process, Art, and Science of Leadership, How Leaders Inspire Confidence and Clarity in Combat in the Boardroom and at the Kitchen Table, I love that that title. Yes. And if you're watching this, there you go. You can see the book. Love that. Love the, um, the name of your book. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's you. so intriguing. Um, so in this book, you teach business leaders how to lead in all aspects of their life, their emotional intelligence, mm -hmm. mind, body connection, organizational clarity and efficiency. So how do you think that this can apply to our audience who, who are listening to this podcast right now of military leaders and first responders? Yeah, it's so when you write a book and when you start a business, um, people ask all the time, what's your target audience? Now, by and large, that is an accurate question. You have to narrow it down, but, uh, and, and I do, I have my target audience from my business and I guess technically that book falls in it. But what I, what I wanted truly, what I believed was this book was for anybody. And I'm starting to get that feedback. The book only came out in July and I'm getting, um, I'm getting single mothers telling me, I read your book. This is game changing. I'm getting first responders going, Hey man, thanks for saying these things, right? I'm getting CEOs from companies and everybody in between. So it is resonating. So when we talk about the, the process, the process of leadership. I believe there is a certain process that we follow. The art inside of each element of the, the process will be different for everybody. So the first element is emotional awareness and recognition. Second element is cultural awareness and recognition. Without recognition and awareness, we can't make any changes to anything to include ourselves. 
So like I said, emotions drive our actions and our actions make up our culture. That's it. So I hammer away at the people I work with on those two things out of the gate. Then we start to make positive change based on that awareness. Okay, so how does it, how does it apply to everybody? Because those elements apply no matter where you are. You're coming home at the end of a day. We need to switch gears from work to home and recognize how am I feeling right now? What am I doing before I walk into that door? Because that's a whole new game, right? I've got, for me, I've got my wife and my three kids, right? I need to walk into that door with full awareness. So I may have just had a really bad day, a really bad meeting. And if I don't recognize that I'm angry, frustrated, and I've got a scowl on my face and I'm stomping in, well, that's no good, right? I'm just acting. And now the results will be left to a flip of the coin. But if I'm aware of it, how I'm feeling and how I'm acting, I can make some adjustments. I can do a lot of things. I can tell my wife, can I have five? I need five minutes. Okay. She's going to go, yes, take 10. I can take a walk around the block first, right? I can do all sorts of things, but it's that awareness and, and that awareness applies to everybody. Okay. And then we go on to this, you know, some other standard stuff to make the changes, but does that make, does that make sense? Yeah. And I, I love the way that, that you say that because one of my um, techniques when I when I'm training our fire team whiskey members when I'm working one on one with somebody is I I always say uh, you know like like they say show me the money I say show me the data you mm -hmm. cannot make change in your life unless you become aware of what's happening in your life we we tend to um, be very disconnected as a society technology hasn't helped that. Um, we're very distracted. We're very overscheduled. We're, we're very go, 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 go by the schedule. And hardly any one of us takes the time to sit and just check in several sure. times a day. And that's what I try and force my, my clients to do um, when I'm working with them on their weight loss and their health is, you know, you can't even tell me what you had for breakfast this morning. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because you just went and ate. You just right. went and did it. Didn't you even just think about it. You yep. flew through your day. You're, you're right. doing 14 other things while you're shoveling something in your mouth. You can't even recall what it is. So how are we going to make any kind of change if you aren't even aware of what's passing through your mouth? So we have to nope. start small. It may seem really irritating and very small and silly, but to just write down what you eat, you know, it's like, well, right. you know, I want to lose weight. Well, first I need the data. We need to have right. some sort of awareness of what's happening. So that's, that's, right. that's kind of what you're talking about is it's that first baby it's exactly, step. It's exactly what it's talking about. And it's, it's a baby step, but, and I, you know, I love to tell some of these stories to bring it home. And I, I, I'm going to try not to go down a rabbit hole, but stop me if I need to. But it, it should bring it home because without that awareness, you just do things. And you hope the results are a flip of a coin, right? So my background allows me maybe to convince a person who other wouldn't, why, wouldn't otherwise think about emotions to at least think about it, right? I can say all the things that I did. And you're like, all right, well, if he's talking about emotions. First time I did free fall jump. Okay, and we had done static line. There's not much to that, right? You jump out, it gets pulled. Free fall is a little different story, right? You've got to, you've got to do it yourself. It's a whole different sensation. Went through the training, you know, walking up for my first jump, full of bravado, tough guy. I see you, Errol Dobler. Jump out, 
as I come to, as I'm flying aimlessly through the air, the instructor is reaching to pull my ripcord for me. Okay, now I, I catch it, I pull it, we land, he says in typical military fashion, that happens again, I'll make sure you never step onto an airplane again. Hard to do, I'm a SEAL, sea, air and land soldier. Hard to do the air part if I can't jump out of an airplane. What's the point? The point is I had 20 minutes to save my career and I had to be honest with myself. And the first thing I had to be honest with myself with was my emotion. I was not confident, I was not super, I wasn't anything other than scared, okay? I was scared, it scared me. And because I was scared, and I wasn't acknowledging it, that emotion is gonna manifest itself some way. You are going to act on it in some way. You're gonna get a back pain, you're gonna just react without knowing what it is, or there will be no action. And that is almost what mine was. Not a great draw for an action when you're jumping out of an airplane, right? Inaction. So, but the second I said to myself, okay, you're scared, now what? Well, I got to acknowledge it and then just then think about the protocols. Okay, I'm scared. That's okay. I'm still allowed to be able to do the things I'm supposed to do. Ever since then, it was fine, right? I never got over the fear, but the acknowledgement of the emotion allowed me to do conscious action, just like you're saying. The acknowledgement of the emotion, whatever it is, conscious action. What am I having for breakfast? The amount of times I ask people when we start, all right, I want you to you know, tell me at the end of the day, five emotions you had. I really didn't have any, I don't know. Oh, you didn't have any emotions? Is that, is that really what you're telling me? That's how little regard people give to those things. So, you know. Yeah, I love that. Or it's just angry. <laughs> yeah, right. But that you always get that one. Oh, yeah, I just uh, my boss is the worst. I'm so yeah. mad at my husband or my wife, whatever it is. That's for right. sure. You always get those. That's the safe one, right? That's that's the one we can always put out there. <laughs> that's right. That's God right. forbid you say you felt vulnerable or right. you know scared right. or you know right. unsure or not confident. Right. You know? <laughs> or, or, or or worthless, right? Not worthy. You know, those are big ones and right. you know, we don't want to say those things. Yeah. It's that, that anger iceberg, right? It's mm -hmm. the, if you say I'm angry, angry at somebody else, right? right? I'm always angry at somebody for what they did. Exactly. Nothing that has to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Right. I love it. All right. So, um, so we talked about emotional intelligence. We talked a little bit about the Wim Hof method. You mentioned a couple of times um, about cold, expo cold exposure and your ice baths. So I know some mm -hmm. people caught that and were like, what the heck is he talking about? Like, <laughs> yeah. why would you do something like that? Um, that's insane. So um, let's just dive into that a little bit and, and talk about, you know, what is cold exposure? Why the heck um, would you do something like that to yourself? And what are they, the, the kind of mental and biological um, benefits of this technique? Yeah, th there's a lot. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll this in into about 30 seconds, if I can. The Wim Hof method, Wim Hof is a, is a person. He is a, for lack of a better term, a Dutch extreme athlete. And his basic premise was this. So like he, he climbed Mount Everest in a pair of shorts. He stayed in a, uh, a tub of ice water, like literal ice water for over two hours without his core body temperature changing. Okay, and his basic premise was the medical community has taken away our power. They've convinced us that everything we need now is in a pill or a medication. So what he was able to do through his breathing technique and mindset alone was to able to fight off an injection in a real, uh, uh, an endotoxin, a simulated virus in a real study, a scientific study. 
And then they did the same study with random volunteers who did his method and who didn't. And basically everybody was able to influence their autonomic nervous system, their immune system. Okay, so that's what the Wim Hof method does. It's breathing, cold exposure, and mindset, right? Uh, the understanding of what your, your body can do. Cold exposure is just one element of that. When we get into an ice bath, like we just talked about, we activate our sympathetic nervous system. Okay, that's, it's, it's, it's good. It's our body telling us danger, right? You're in, you're in ice cold, you're in 35 degree water, get it out, that's dangerous. Okay? When we stay in, and then when we focus on our breath and find our breath and we stop the shiver response, okay, that's the fight or flight too, right? Shiver, keeping us warm, it's all good. It's not weakness, it's good. But if, I, if we stop that shiver response, Okay, and we move to a metabolic response where our body is burning fat to keep us warm. We have just moved from fight or flight to rest and digest. We have just reset our nervous system. Okay, so when we reset our nervous system, when we're in fight or flight, it builds up this thing called inflammation. When we have chronic inflammation based on a past experience, right? A trauma, war, a car accident, an assault. And we think that over and over and over again, the inflammation becomes chronic. We're never resetting our nervous system because we're always in fight or flight. That is now that we know the key driver to depression, the key driver to cancer and Alzheimer's and every disease, lifestyle disease that we have now, we know is driven from inflammation. And that comes from being constant fight or flight. So when we get into the ice bath, among other things, we learn how to reset that system. Okay, it also strengthens all of our internal organs and our physiology, right? When our veins constrict, uh, constrict and expand, they get stronger, a million benefits. But for our purposes, I think it's important to note that's one of the big things. And you get to learn that and practice it. It becomes a habit. So now imagine every time you go through your life and that thing makes you so angry, right? You're, you're, you're looking to find that excuse to get angry. Oh, the traffic. Oh, that boss. Oh, the, my neighbor. And now you know, wait a second, this is, the, this is how I feel when I'm in the ice bath. This is fight or flight. This is bad for me. I can breathe. That will calm me down, reset the nervous system. Boom. Life-changing. Life-changing. So that's it in a nutshell. Right? I can go on for days about the Wim Hof Method of the Leadership, but is that, hopefully that makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was telling you when, when we were chatting before we started, um, if you want to look up a, a, an amazing interview with, with uh, Wim Hof, uh, I learned first learned about him on the Joe Rogan show. And I mean, of course, they talked for like three hours and about all mm -hmm. those experiences, the, the virus, um, uh, the Mount Everest, I mean, all of that stuff. I mean, he's just, I mean, so inspiring. It's so intriguing. So definitely yeah. recommend that. And um, certainly, um, you know, you can you can you don't have to climb mount everest you know to to have some of these these techniques um, be very helpful to you in your life even if if you're not doing ice baths you know doing small things like um you know i'll do shiver walks or um you know just cold showers cold showers cold cold yeah. is cold i thought it's just kind of the term i use because cold is cold yeah, get into a cold shower but it's the same process right it's mm -hmm. winter time go out outside walk around your yard okay for a couple of when you start when your fingers and toes start to hurt or you start to feel a little out of control go inside okay it's not about hurting <laughs> yourself it's a process right, right? It's, it's a skill like anything else
Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So fantastic. So um, we will definitely put the link to your book in the show notes, but um, do you have any kind of final thoughts? Um, anything additional you want to add to the podcast today? Yeah, I, I do. You know, just the, for, for what your message is, which I appreciate, and I'm so honored to be a part of trying to spread it, right? Just start with the emotions, okay? Because the emotions will allow you to find the answer. Just acknowledge it. That's all it is. Some, and it could be a, an emotion about an emotion. And that sounds weird, right? But I'm, I'm mad at my dad, okay? But really, I don't have a problem saying everybody I'm mad at my dad. Really, my emotion is I feel guilty for being mad at my dad because I shouldn't be, right? There's, so there's emotions about emotions that really bring us down. Once we just get that under control, get past the stigma of what that means to say, I feel unworthy, I feel insecure, you're going to be able to find then the answers to better your life. I think the Wim Hof Method is a great place to go. You can go to his website. You can go to my website, leader193.com or the wimhoffmethod.com to find out about it. But I think that's where it all starts. And that would be if I had one message to leave with everybody saying, how do I get out of some of these doldrums that I'm in? Start there. It's a great place. Thank you, Errol. I really appreciate you coming on. That was an awesome discussion. And um, we'll definitely put your links in the show notes to um, if to train, I'm guessing, uh, with with Errol on the Wim Hof oh, Method, um, sure. Leader 193, and then his book, which is entitled The Process, Art, and Science of Leadership, How Leaders Inspire Confidence and Clarity in Combat in the Boardroom and at the Kitchen Table. Errol, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Stephanie. Keep up the great work. I appreciate you. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Warrior Wellness Podcast. Go on over to Spotify or iTunes and hit subscribe and go ahead and leave us a review while you're there. Screenshot that review and email it to info at fireteamwhiskey.com and we will send you a little thank you gift in exchange for your honest feedback about our podcast.